This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and Georgia election investigator Francis Watson has been subpoenaed by Fonnie Willis to testify on Monday at what people are deeming a mini trial that's going to take place in Georgia federal court in front of federal judge, district judge uh, Jones. What is this about and what is going on? In some ways, this is going to be a preview of some of the evidence that Fonnie Willis has in her blockbuster Georgia case against 19 defendants. And why are we in federal court on Monday and what's happening? So three of the 19 defendants have asked that their case be removed to federal court. What does that mean? What is federal removal? There's a statute that that uh, dictates when civil and criminal cases get sent to or removed to federal court, essentially saying that state court is not the appropriate place for the cases to be tried. Now, for a criminal case, which is what we have here, right, we have a 19-count RICO indictment. We, the, what, what the um, defendants have to allege in federal court is that, number one, they were a federal officer. Number two, that they were acting under the authority of their job. So they were basically doing their job at the time and acting under their authority of their job. They call it the col- under the color of the authority of their position of a federal officer. And number three, that there's a plausible federal defense. So that is what they are alleging. And Mark Meadows has indicated that he he wants to uh, remove his case to federal court, and he has alleged those three things. He has, however, in some ways, really hurt his case because in addition to asking for this removal to federal court, what he said in his motion was very much that he was doing his job, that this was part of his job. He essentially made admissions that he was making the phone calls, arranging the meetings, and doing all the things that he's alleged to be doing. And he's saying, well, what do you think the job of a chief of staff is? But one thing he's not thinking about for some perplexing reason is that the chief of staff is allowed to work for and do these things for the president of the United States, right? That's his job. He's not allowed to do these things on the taxpayer's dime as for candidate president or for candidate Donald Trump. And that's what he was doing. There's a federal law called the Hatch Act. And what it basically says, and every single federal employee knows about it. And frankly, when I was at the Manhattan DA's office, we had our own version of this, Of because I worked for an elected official. You're not allowed to spend taxpayer dime and time and money and work and resources on political campaigns. You're just not, it's not allowed. It's actually illegal. You're not allowed to use government telephones, office space. You're not allowed to you know, even use 
paper and Xerox machines. I mean, it's very, very strict. And Mark Meadows was working on behalf of candidate Trump, not President Trump, when he did all of the things by trying in Georgia by trying to uh, uh, steal the election and help candidate Trump steal the election. So again, by by asserting the facts he needed to assert in his motion, he was admitting to violations of the Hatch Act and essentially confirming that he wasn't acting as a federal officer. Yes, he was a federal employee, but he wasn't acting under the color of his job description. He was acting uh, as as a as a someone who worked for Donald Trump's candidacy. So I think it really hurts him that he's doing this, but he did get to federal court. Now the, there's going to be a hearing. Judge Jones ordered there to be a hearing. He, he also, by the way, tried to not get himself arrested. He asked, uh, he asked Judge Jones to stay his arrest and, um, and put a, a temporary restraining order so that he wouldn't have to show up. But, that, but the judge denied that and said, no, we're going to continue on, continue on, carry on with the state process, but we'll have a hearing on your removal on Monday. And so that's what's happening this Monday to see if, if removal for this defendant is appropriate. Uh, so, and one question is if he does get removed or if any of the defendants get removed, does the whole case get removed? And that's unclear, but we do know that if he does get removed to federal court, then he all of the charges against Mark Meadows would go with him as well. So, uh, so that hearing is happening on Monday. And don't forget uh, that that Brad Raffensperger, the Georgia Secretary of State, the one who has been subpoenaed by Fonnie Willis to testify at the hearing, he was the 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 recipient of the perfect phone call, uh, that infamous perfect phone call where President at the time Trump, uh, but really candidate Trump, uh, called him to and asked him, told him to find the 11,780 votes, which was the one more, was the number, it was one more needed to overturn Biden's victory in Georgia. So, you know, Meadow was on the line, Meadows was on the line along with, uh, with candidate Trump at the time. And so Fonnie Willis is going to preview some of the evidence against him at this mini hearing. When I'm not hosting Legal AF on the Midas Touch Network, I have a national law practice that includes daily fantasy sports clients. That's why I'm thrilled to have Prize Picks join us as a sponsor. Prize Picks is a skill-based, real money, daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they go more or less than their Prize Picks projection, then you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At Prize Picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. As you know, I'm a slightly competitive person by nature. And combining my competitiveness with an easily accessible daily fantasy sports game? Well, that's the icing on the proverbial cake. With the Major League Baseball season about to head into playoff season, and the football season, both college and pro, getting going, I can put my skill-based knowledge to the test with daily entries with truly incredible winnings. So you know, Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and many more. 
Prize Picks is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada, not Ontario. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com/legalaf and use code legalaf for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/legalaf and use code legalaf for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Meadows is accused of trying to pressure Raffensperger to violate his oath of office by, you know, unlawfully altering, adjusting and influencing the returns, the certified returns of the presidential election in Georgia. And this is not within the scope of the chief of staff's duties. It just simply isn't. So I think this is going to fail. Um, I do think it's going to get um, sent back to uh, to be prosecuted like like uh, in the state court, like everybody else. And um, and Fonnie Willis, as I said, also subpoenaed Raffensperger's investigator, Francis Watson, who Trump also called to falsely claim he had won the election in Georgia. So this claim that Meadows making, uh, that arranging these calls and meetings qualifies him for protection from state prosecution under the U.S. Constitution's supremacy clause, I think will not fly. And I, like I said, I think he's also admitted to another federal crime, this violation of the Hatch Act. But we will see what happens on Monday. Uh, Meadows, who was arrested, is out on $100,000 bond, and he will be prosecuted like everybody else uh, in this case. And and we have a lot to a lot to unpack with respect to Mark Meadows. He is the more one of the probably the most uh, perplexing defendant to me because for the longest time I would have sworn he was pro he was cooperating with Jack Smith because in Jack Smith Smith's indictment the 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 one count I'm sorry the one defendant four count indictment for January 6 um, Jack Smith mentions many unindicted co-conspirators who pretty much, I think there's six of them, and, and pretty much we've been able to figure out who each of them are, right? It's it's Rudy Giuliani, um, Ken Cheesborough, Boris Epstein, um, Jeffrey Clark, um, and uh, it, it'll come to me in a minute who, who the other two are. Um, but he, he, he um, he lists out who the individuals, uh, the unindicted co-conspirators are, but but not Mark Meadows, which makes no sense because Mark Meadows was just as culpable and in there with the rest of them. So we will see what ends up happening because if he did cooperate with Jack Smith, I don't think Jack Smith would give him full immunity given all of the crimes that he has committed. <clears throat> I think he'd have to admit what he did and plead guilty or at least admit what he did with an eye towards in the future pleading guilty uh, in exchange for not being prosecuted. But if that were the case, then his lawyer, Mr. Terwilliger, who has a good reputation, I don't know him other than by reputation, he would have absolutely tried to negotiate some sort of deal with Fonnie Willis as well. But the fact that he's been prosecuted 
and charged and indicted by Fonnie Willis says to me, number one, what I've been saying all along, that there is no coordination between Jack Smith and Fonnie Willis because there wouldn't be. I mean, look what's happening. You've got uh, Speaker McCarthy holding hearings now on Fonnie Willis and whether there's any federal funding given to our office and, you know, all the all the usual what, what they're trying to do to interfere with the criminal justice process, frankly. Um, and, you know, of course, she, neither Jack Smith nor Fonnie Willis would put themselves in a position where they could ever be accused of coordinating. So I guarantee for many reasons, including that one, there was no coordination. And again, if there was coordination, then that would have been resolved. So maybe Mark Meadows is cooperating with Jack Smith just from a, without any deal. Maybe he's just talking to Jack Smith and giving him information and doesn't have any deal set up, but he didn't do the same with Fonnie Willis. I do think Mark Meadows is is less concerned about Fonnie Willis's case because I do think his lawyer has made a calculation that he will ultimately be immune from prosecution based on the supremacy clause. I don't know that that will fly. And I think it's a really risky strategy to let your client get indicted and then hope to have a defense like that. But we will see. Uh, Like I said, it's confusing and perplexing to me because he should be an unindicted co-conspirator based on what we know he has done and did uh, in the Jack Smith case, but he's not but he's not uh, listed in there as an unindicted co-conspirator. So like stay tuned for Monday to see if some or all of Fonnie Willis's case will be removed to federal court or if it will be allowed to proceed in state court where she brought the case. Uh, if it does get removed, let's remember that, it's still Fonnie Willis as the prosecutor. It's still Georgia laws that will that will um, apply. The only other cha- the only change that would happen is it's federal court, so cameras typically uh, are not allowed in the courtroom the way they would be if it's in Georgia state court. The jury pool is is expanded from just Fulton County to several other counties surrounding that area, so there's a chance of getting. Um, different jury pool uh, if, if it were removed to federal court. And um, and that's pretty much the, the what would happen. Oh, and a state conviction, whether it occurs in federal court or state court in Georgia, is somewhat pardon proof because it's not the, the, the governor of Georgia uh, does not have the unilateral authority to pardon. It would go before a board, a pardon board. So um, but certainly the president of the United States cannot Uh, pardon a state court conviction. So that is what we have here for Mark Meadows. And, uh, and we will get a preview of some of the evidence based on the testimony that will happen at Monday's hearing in federal court. So thank you for watching. I'm Karen Friedman Agnifilo, co-host of Legal AF. Watch us every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.